interest in the following audio recording produced by Chesterton House, a center for Christian studies at Cornell University. Support for Chesterton House comes entirely from listeners like you, and we invite you to help us continue making the recordings of past lectures available at no cost through a donation to the ministry. You can find additional resources and make a donation at www.chestertonhouse.org. This audio recording is copyrighted and unauthorized duplication is prohibited. All right, let's stop there and see what your questions and thoughts are about, about honesty for a few minutes before we take a break for lunch. Am I meddling? Am I pushing too hard? Am I, is this, what do you think? Honestly, I appreciate, I appreciate the honesty. Uh-oh, there's that guy again. Uh, I'm learning to understand that when you say that, there's, I'm getting ready. I think that's a great point. And it, um, if I've not emphasized that enough, that, that, <clears throat> that other shoe needs to drop. I clearly agree with you. I mean, what's the point? If, if there's no, you know, if God's not writing this story <laughs> and redeeming it, then, then they're really, there's, I better hide because uh, I'm, it's too fearful to do otherwise. But I do try and, I did try and couch it, or I do think we need to couch it in this idea of the big story that's being written, which is creation, fall, redemption. So that my story, honestly told, fits into and is, in a sense, explained by the, the greater story that God's told. And the, God's story overarching it gives me the freedom to, to begin to be, and it gives me the reason. I mean, there's no reason to be honest without it. Yeah, thank you. That's very helpful, Richard. Thank you. Someone else? Yes.
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with you completely. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> did everyone hear, you know, the, you, you need to test the waters. You can't just be blatantly honest. Some places are unsafe. And I, I agree. I, I do agree. I think that, um, that sometimes, Sometimes in, in situations like mine, the things that I need to be honest about <clears throat> and have come to light because of a, of a significant failure. And that's out there, and that, is, that sort of formed the perimeter. And if I don't meet that perimeter, if I don't fill it up with honesty for myself, I'm, there's a certain degree in which I'm being dishonest. In other words, if I just stand up and tell you good things that I've learned from the Bible that are true, but I don't tie them into, you know, my own candor. That can be real hollow. But in many, many of our personal situations, I think you're quite right. That that you you've got to define what that parameter is. That perimeter. And and that happens by testing the waters. We should. We're you know, gentle as doves, wise as serpents. You know, we need to be wise about this. And uh, so you're you're quite correct. And I, you know, you you pray about who, when, and under what circumstances, and you do do it gently. But it's just not done much, and therefore we do have to risk something. I think there there is a risk in doing it. You know, I, the denomination that uh, many of us. In, or some of us in the room are in, you know, Ken and Larry and Steve, Steve you guys. Um, I was the general uh, general assembly moderator of our denomination a few years ago, and and they asked me last summer to speak at general assembly about what I've been through, and I did for you know 20 minutes or so, and um, somebody said afterwards that that's the first time that they'd ever heard a person speak of sin in their life at, in the public way at General Assembly in our church. Some people say, well, that's not the place for it. Well, maybe not, but I don't... Pardon? Yeah. And, you know, the rest of that week, I couldn't, I couldn't cross the hallway from the ballroom where we were meeting to the men's room without being stopped two or three times. There people just, some, some people just said, thank you. And some people said, I, I need to talk to you. So, yes, we have to be wise, but there is some risk that's going to be involved, too. Thank you. Someone else? Comment? Question? Mm-hmm. For sure. It is why I like the, the short stories of Flannery O'Connor. Have, have many of you read any of her short stories? You know, 
you really got to be a Southerner, I think, to appreciate what she's trying to do because she she is a Southerner. She's from Georgia and uh, loves the South. And um, she is a Roman Catholic, was a Roman Catholic, but she loves conservative evangelicals. She really does. She just believes that conservative evangelicals in the South don't understand the power of what they believe. And so her stories are intended to blast us Southern evangelicals. I'm sort of, half my life I live in the North, half my life I live in the South, so take that for what it's worth. But um, not worth much. But um, to blast people out of the water by saying, by writing these stories that are very, very messy and hard. You know, there's all of a sudden there's a murder in, a, in one of her short stories. It just comes out of nowhere. But it's written so artfully and so so well that she and she doesn't put three points in a poem at the end. Believe me, she she she's her intent is to make you struggle with the evil that's in our own hearts. And she's basically saying to Southern fundamentalists who sort of have it all together and think everything is nice and sweet and you know here's the, here's the church and here's the steeple open the doors and there's the people. She's saying, do you really get it? Do you really understand the gospel you say you believe? And uh, we need, you know, Jesus did that. Jesus made, you know, into Simon Pharisee, the Pharisee's home comes this, this woman who didn't belong there. And everyone was very embarrassed and wanted to kind of, you know, easily get her out, gently get her out of there. And, and Jesus said, no, do you see this? This is life. This is real. And this is you. And, and then goes on with the amazing wonder of her worship and love for him and the forgiveness that, that he gives in the gospel. Yeah, people, yeah, we, you know, we have to be, it has to be appropriate. Yes. I, I certainly agree. I'll also tell you that I think it's, I, I admire you or I admire anyone who can do that, um, with, who can be honest with God without being honest with another human being at the same time. Because it seems to me they go together and, and it seems to me that it is, this is just me, okay? It's easier for me to be honest to God than it is to be honest to you. Because, I, well, I don't know why, it shouldn't be. That's not right, but I think it is. And 
Therefore, I wonder if this again, just me, am I really being honest with God uh, until I'm really ready to speak to another? And, uh, you know, I think there's biblical warrant for this. It's about, you know, um, you know, speaking to the elders about my sin and things like that that the scriptures speak about. But nevertheless, your point is well taken. The object is not is not to just, you know, be this sort of honest person. That's not the object. The object is to know the love of Christ and to walk in that love and to live it out for others. Like I said, you know, to know how much we are loved by Christ and to share that love with others. I believe that's the way I would frame my own sense of calling in my life now. That's my calling. My calling isn't to be a seminary chancellor. It isn't to be a seminary professor. It isn't to be a pastor. My calling is to be loved by Jesus Christ and to share that love with others. Now, in order to do that, I need to be honest. And in order for me to be honest, I need to be honest with both man and God. That's kind of my story. Yes, Cheryl? Yeah. Boy, that's for sure. Don't you hate that? You know, I, as part of what I've learned in my marriage, as I was talking about last night, is I used to, when Barbara started to say something that was critical or, you know, gently given criticism or whatever you want to say, it, I would immediately discount it. I would, before I even heard it, I would start to discount it. That's pernicious in itself right there. And it's certainly a sign that I didn't want to face honestly myself. And I have learned to stop you know, like we said to kids crossing the street, stop, look, and listen, you know. I, I've stopped, I look at her, I listen, and daggone it, she's right about 95% of the time. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, okay, so I'll take that comment out. 
next time. I, you know, it may, may you, you are right, of course. I mean, I learned some things about being honest, you know, when I was way beyond 30. And so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. And that is true. Um, I think when I think of the church as a systemic entity, building it and caring for it for the future, that's where I sort of look to to the younger people. But I, I take what you say as a good, very good correction. Yeah, Larry? Oh, I absolutely agree. It should, you shouldn't stand up and do it in front of the whole congregation. No, I absolutely agree. And you're right. I mean, this finding the small. Thank you for saying that. I, I, if that wasn't obvious and what I was intending before when I said be careful, be wise, you know, test the waters, this is the way you do it. You, you, you do it with, you know, one other person or two other or in a small group or in a setting like a retreat where the, the atmosphere is, is right for that. Yes. Jennifer?
Yeah, very good. I'll only add this comment and then we'll break, is insofar as possible, do it under the guidance and wisdom of elders because the church is the church and it is led by elders. And therefore, we don't want to get out ahead of their leadership in a certain way, although many times it's elders that need this kind of prodding. But um, it's it's important that you, I think it's important that we not kind of run off and, you know, do this big expose that our elders, you know, don't know how to handle the, uh, you know, what's going to fall out from it. Hey, good morning. Thank you very much. I, uh, Dave, some announcements? and Thanks, Skip. Uh, we